Christ. We're glad that you've come to worship with us. Today I have a few announcements to make. Uh, last night we had our first bluegrass gospel service. We're going to have them all through the summer, and uh, it what went very well. We had uh, a lot of people here. And just as a reminder for those of you who come all the time, that that bluegrass service is a great way to invite someone to come to come to church, someone who doesn't go to church. It's, a, it's an easy event to uh, get them to, to uh, come to. There are groups that will be uh, featured. Next, next week is uh, uh, Fisherman's Holler, which is actually Josie's group. And uh, you can see the, the list of uh, uh, groups that will be playing uh, throughout the, through the summer months. Also, there, there are other uh, ev- uh, things that can be mentioned here that I just uh, let you look at, and you can, you can uh, um, uh, mark them as, as ones that you are interested in. Today is we are recognizing the graduates. Now, when we put this day together, we didn't realize that the UTHS students were not only graduating, but then they were having an all-night party after graduation. Um, and uh, uh, I don't even see Marty Ellison here. I know that he, he didn't get much sleep last night. But uh, we decided to, to go ahead and, and, and celebrate the UTHS students next week because they weren't going to be here anyway. So, um, Autumn, are you here? Autumn DeCoster. As you can see, she has uh, graduated. Come on down. Uh, from, from, as a, a master's in, in science and education. And yeah, just, just go ahead and stand right there. And, and, and Deborah Hulsart, I don't believe that she is here. Uh, and, and Lauren is probably over at the other um, campus at, at Silvis. But Andrew Wiedemann is here, and he's a graduate from Illinois Mathematics and Science and Academy. We have a gift for you all. And I think this one is Andrews. Yes, here we go. And uh, if, if you two come over here, we, I'd just like to have a prayer with you if I could. Lord God, I thank you and I praise you for our graduates. I thank you that they have made this milestone in their life and, and uh, we ask that you go with them each step of the way as they uh, take your path into the future. We thank you for their accomplishments and all that they have, have uh, been able to do up to this point and the great uh, future that you have for them. Lord, we know that you have plans for a future and a hope for them and we, we praise you for that. Thank you once again, Lord, that uh, you've been with them and that they've been able to accomplish this high task of graduation. As a, as a family of faith, we, we celebrate with them and, and uh, want them to know that we are always in their corner. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Congratulations, you two. Appreciate it. Now, uh, we have a special announcement. And I'm going to ask Pat Ducey to come up and do that for us. Do we have a microphone for Pat? I know, I know. I worried about it. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I've been working on a little project for the church. We had a parishioner parishioner that donated a 1966 Chevelle to the church and uh, it had some motor issues and some other problems and I have taken the car and totally rebuilt the motor the drivetrain had the paint all touched up on the car Uh, it's had a new windshield put in it Uh, it's really beautiful and uh, we're going to present it on Father's Day morning Uh, I'm going to have kind of a little fun uh, uh, car show out here so anybody that's proud of their I don't care if it's a rat rod a motorcycle uh, 
uh, new car that you've got that you're proud of. Uh, we're going to line some vehicles up out here on Father's Day morning, the sun providing and the good weather, and have some fun with it and let everybody see it. Uh, the church is going to sell it for the fundraiser, and uh, I was just proud to be able to uh, put this together, and uh, I, I hope you all enjoy it when you see it. It's really a classic, and it's a beautiful car. You ever know a church that had a hot rod before? <laughs> and, and they're going to present it to me, the pastor. Hey! <laughs> no, wrong. <laughs> yeah, she won't even let me drive it. Uh, yeah, that, that uh, was given to the church, and it will be sold uh, for uh, the ministry of the church. And we're just going to have some fun with it on Father's Day. So, yeah, if you do have a car uh, that you want to uh, uh, have show off a little bit, bring it on Father's Day. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly do that. Somebody just showed up with about, what, three hours of sleep last night? <laughs> Marty Ellison, come on down. We want you to come up here, brother. Marty is just graduated from Walden University as a Master of Education. And Marty, we're going we're gonna to have a special prayer for you. Lord God, I thank you for Marty and his heart for you, how he demonstrates that, his heart for his students as he encourages them and encourages all of us, Lord. Lord, we know that Marty is a champion. And he reminds us each day that today is a great day. And I thank you and I praise you for this man. And I ask that you continue to be with him, continue to help him as he walks your path. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Once again, let's congratulate him. A lot of awesome stuff this morning. Let's stand and greet each other and say, hey, there's a lot of awesome stuff going on this morning. Let's go ahead and stand together as you're able. And what an awesome morning to be together in the presence of the Lord. And let's let's jump right into our worship and, and praise Him.
fear no evil, for my God is with me, and if my God is with me, whom then shall I fear, whom then shall I And I 
or not, that doesn't matter. It's those who want to become uh, closer in their relationship with Jesus Christ. This, uh, this communion table is open for you, including our children. Uh, we, uh, we would uh, uh, certainly want you to come forward as well. So let's go to God as we prepare for Holy Communion. Lord Jesus, on the night in which you gave yourself up for us, you met with your followers for one last meal. And at that meal, you took the bread, you blessed it, you broke it, you gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. And when the supper was over, you took the cup, and after giving you thanks, you, you, you gave the cup, saying to them, This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. So now as we eat this bread and we drink through this cup, we remember once again your great love for each one of us. A love so great that you took it to the cross. And now you prepare a place for us in heaven as you rose again from the dead. Be with us in the drinking of this, this cup and the eating of the bread. That it might be for us a, a, a true symbol of your presence in our lives and for what you did on the cross for our sins. Jesus' name I pray, amen. For those who will be helping with serving communion, will you please come forward? said and Jesus extends his invitation won't you please come it's in the middle
when the music fades all is stripped away and I simply just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper
As we continue with our worship service, we'd like to worship God by the giving of, of our tithes and offerings. So let's pray for that, that special offering. Lord God, we thank you and we praise you for all you have given us. And now, Lord, we give back to you our, our tithes and our offerings. And we ask that you use them to further your work as we seek to make you famous in the Quad Cities and throughout the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Through every battle, through every heartbreak, through every circumstance, I believe that you are my fortress, you are my portion, you are my hiding place, I believe you are.
I'd like to do something that we seldom do, and that's to pull out this red book called the hymnal. And I'd like you to turn to page 8 to do something else we don't usually do, and that is uh, something we probably should do more. And that is to, uh, to pray a prayer of confession. And I'd like us to look at page 8 right at the top of the page there. It has a uh, confession and pardon. And let us pray this together. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. And free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord God, we, we do come to you with uh, hearts that are prepared for worship and seeking to honor you with our worship. We also want to experience you. And we know to get right, we need to, to recognize how we have fallen short in so many ways. So we pray that prayer of confession. Thank you for your great love for us, that you were willing to die on the cross and to rise again from the dead so that, so that you might pay the price for us and prepare a place for us in heaven. Lord God, we have many of our own concerns and prayers, and I ask that you answer those, those uh, prayers. Also hear the, the praises that we have as well. And Lord, I... <clears throat> I know that you have placed in the hearts of many of us names of those whom we need to pray for, whether it be uh, uh, for a, uh, to, 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 get, to get well, a healing prayer, or to move in a circumstance in life that is holding them down. Whatever it might be, Lord, I ask that you will uh, be with them and that you hear these names as we lift them up to you. Lord, hear all these spoken prayers and unspoken prayers in our hearts. Answer them in your wisest ways. And Lord, hear, hear now the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, do you, do you like that bulletin front cover? That, that also, that's, that's some of our kids on Wednesday night. Uh, they, they got dressed up as superheroes. You know, in movies, movie theaters, there's a lot of superheroes anymore. Hey, can you name name some of the superheroes that you know? Wonder Woman. Mom. Mom. <laughs> uh, Batman, Superman, Captain America, Captain Marvel. A lot of, yeah, Wonder Woman was big in all of the services today. We, we did it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, there, there, are, there are a lot, of, a lot of different superheroes, but interesting thing, as we look at characters in the Bible, most of them are unlikely heroes, leading right down to Jesus Christ himself, who... Uh, who when, when he told his disciples that he would be going away, that he would be taken away from them, that he would die, they, they said, no, no, you won't. Stop talking that way. And then when he's on the cross, the people saying, you know, if you really are the Messiah, why don't you just save yourself right now? 
He didn't do it. You talk about an unlikely hero. But then it was because of that sacrifice of his death on the cross that he died for our sins and that he rose again from the dead to prepare a place for us in heaven. He becomes the real superhero. Now, what would happen if we started thinking bigger and bolder in our lives? What would, what would it mean to step out in faith and be all that God is calling us to be, even as unlikely of heroes as we might, might be? Well, this series of, of uh, unlikely heroes that we're, <clears throat> we're starting today is going to talk about that. It's going to be talking about <clears throat> how unlikely heroes can be us, walking in a strong knowledge that God is with us, empowering us as we go down his path. Now, our theme verse, I love it, is from Daniel eleven thirty two. It says, and the people who know their God shall be strong and carry our great exploits. Now, the, uh, the text that we're using today, it comes from 2 Kings, verses 7, 3 through, through 8. Now, um, let me just set the story for you. The Israelites have a city that is totally being surrounded by a giant army of Arameans. This army has decided, to, instead of trying to attack the, the, the town, we're just going to starve them out. Not let anybody in, not let any food in, just, just starve them out. And so they're at, they're at the point of starvation. So much so that there's even cannibalism that is being reported to the king. I mean, this is bad, bad, bad. Everybody is, is close to dying. There's just no food available. Now, what's worse is at the gate, at the city gate, there are four lepers. Lepers are those who have a, an illness that uh, is considered... Uh, unclean to the point that they can't even live in town. So they're right at the city gate. These lepers, they depend on the charity of people in the town for things to eat, for their own survival. Now you can imagine how bad their plight would be if they, um, if they, if, if they didn't have anything to eat. If this town didn't have anything to eat, they obviously wouldn't have anything to eat. So this is, this is where uh, chapter 7 picks up in verse 3. Now, there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. And they said to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say we'll go into the city, the famine is there and, and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans, the enemy, and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, then we die. At dusk. They got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the, the Lord had caused the Arameans to, to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk, and abandoned their tents and their horses and their donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Let's pray. Speak to us, Lord, through your holy word. And may this witness to your word be faithful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You ever felt like you have just struck out in life? Think of the lepers. First of all, you know, this starts out that there were four men with leprosy. They had that disease. It was, it was, that, it was a, a lifetime sentence and a disease. Strike one. They were in a city, or they were at a city gate that was under siege. There was no food for the people in the city, let alone are they going to give anything to the, to the lepers. Strike two. And number three, they, have, they decided that, hey, if we go into the city, we're going to die. If we stay here at the gate, we're going to die. If we go into the camp of the enemy, we're likely to die, but maybe they'll have pity on us, so let's go there. So they're surrounded by this city, or, or by this, this, uh, 
uh, great army, and they just know that death is imminent. Strike three. That's where they are. You ever been there? You ever been to strike three? Uh, in, the la in the first couple of uh, services, uh, Larry Morganson and, and, and Carl Detmar, they, they sang a song. And it's a song called, It Is Well With My Soul. And it's, it's got some awesome words in it. It goes like this. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though triumph should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well with my soul. Now what would, what would make someone write those kind of words? I, I doubt it would be someone who, oh, strike three. But then again, if you know the story, you know that's wrong. It was written back in 1873 by a man by the name of Horatio Spafford. Horatio Spafford was a uh, uh, business magnate of Chicago, very wealthy man, who in 1871, actually a little bit before 1871, his son died, causing great grief. And then in 1871, the Chicago fire hit, and Horatio Spafford lost almost everything in that fire. All his investments downtown were burned down. Strike two. Death of a son, strike one. Death of his livelihood and business, strike two. And then in 1873, this man whose uh, personal friend with several people who, uh, you know, he's a great Christian, uh, he, he knew and was encouraged to come on a uh, campaign, a revival campaign with uh, D.L. Moody over in Europe, in, in England. And so he decided he would take his family over there. So he, he uh, and his wife and his four girls decided to take, take the trip over to London just to get away for a while, just to get away. And right at the last minute, he had to stay for business reasons. So he sent his wife and his four children, his four girls, on the boat. Somewhere in the ocean, that boat collided with another boat, and it sank within 12 minutes. Seven days later, he got a cable from his wife, and all it said were two words, saved alone. Horatio Spafford lost his four daughters. Strike three. So in his grief, he gets on a boat to, to be with his wife. And as, as he's going across the ocean, he finds out right about where the, the, where the accident happened and where the boat went down. And he takes out a pen and a paper. And at strike three, in his deepest grief, he writes, When peace like a river attendeth my soul, when sorrows like sea billows roll, Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. Here is a man who would not let circumstances in his life eliminate the reality of Jesus Christ in his life. He realized that even in the sorrow, God was there with him. Four lepers strike one at a city that had no food for them, strike two. Surrounded by an enemy that was surely to kill them, strike three. They head out to the camp at dusk. Now imagine if you were one of these lepers, you're starving, you go to the camp, and it's, you know, it's a massive camp, and, and you, know, you, you start approaching the camp, you know, you're going, hey, just, we're unarmed, there are just four of us, we surrender. We're coming to the camp. And all the while you're talking to each other like, where, where are the guards? Where, where are the people? The, the, why haven't we come up on anybody yet? Hello, in the camp, anybody there? They start walking into the camp. There's horses, there's donkeys, there's tents, there's everything set up just like, like a, an army is supposed to be there. But there's nobody there. Now, 
they go into a tent, and there on the table set out food. What do you think they did? Huh? What would you do? Oh, yeah. Start eating. I mean, they're starving to death. They're about dead because they don't have anything to eat. They jump on that food. They eat it. They look around. They realize that nobody is there in the camp. Nobody. They left the whole camp. So they look around. There's silver. There's gold. There's other things. There's clothes. They start gathering up as much as they can carry. They put it in bags. They take it out away from the camp, and they hide it. Then they come back. They start getting some more. And they take it and hide. Here they were at strike three, and all of a sudden they have more wealth than they can possibly ever, ever spend. You ever been there? You ever have so much that you could never get through it all? I don't see very many hands going up. I, I was there one time, kind of, sort of. It was, it was at the birth of my, my first son, Samuel. We were in the hospital. And in came a friend of ours with a giant box of big, full-size Snickers bars. And I love Snickers bars. Oh, yeah. Don't give me any Snickers bars, please. Don't, because they make me fat. They do, but I love them. And if they're around, I consume them. End of story. So don't get me any Snickers bars. That was a, that was a statement from Joy. She wanted me to say that. <laughs> because she knows me. And when I got that box of Snickers bars there in the hospital, I thought, all right, this is this is a, a good, so I don't know if I'll ever be able to eat all of the, there must have been 100 Snickers bars. I mean, it's huge, crazy Snickers bars. So I started eating them, of course, and I realized I, I, I was not going to be able to eat all those Snickers bars. There's just no way. And it was about that time Joy said, do you suppose that was given to you to give to people at the birth of our son? Well, maybe if they weren't Snickers bars, but they're Snickers bars. You don't give away Snickers bars. That's un-American. You don't do it. Joy has a way of convincing me to see the right sides. Okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll share my Snickers bars. So, we spent the next couple of days giving out Snickers bars to family and friends and the hospital staff, anybody who would come in the room, We'd give out Snickers bars, a celebration of, of Sam's birth. And it was amazing. You had so many Snickers bars, it didn't seem like we were giving away much. We just simply uh, uh, enjoyed giving Snickers bars. But the interesting thing happened. Do you know word got out about this one room and this guy who had Snickers bars and he was willing to share them? This is a fact with my hand up. We had nurses from other floors coming down to visit us because they knew they'd get a Snickers bar. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was just great. Here the lepers were in camp and they had absolutely far more than they could ever spend, ever eat in their entire lives. And back in the city, people were dying of starvation. And that brings us to verse 9. And this is what it says. After they go and they hide items and they hide items, they come back and they just look at all the stuff. They don't know. They, they say, then they said to each other, what we're doing is not right. This is a day of good news. Remember that, a day of good news. And we are keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will come, come overtake us. You know, if they wait until daylight, there's going to be people who die back in the city. Let's go at once and report this to the royal palace. Four unlikely heroes. 
for lepers. They save a city by being willing to go and report what had happened. You know, if they had not done that, if they had just stayed in the camp of the enemy and just enjoyed all the luxury of everything that was there, the people of the city, they wouldn't have come out. They would have stayed because they would have seen the, the camp still there. They would have thought that the, the, the Arameans were still there and, the, and that they were still under siege. But because the lepers were willing to come back and say, hey, this is a day of good news, then all the people in the town were saved. And there was a stampede out to the, to the camp and, and they were able to uh, receive far more than they ever would have had otherwise. And those four became unlikely heroes just because they were willing to proclaim a day of good news. Well, guess what? For those of you who have accepted Christ into your life, you have good news to share. Good news is what is called the gospel. That's what gospel means, is good news. And the gospel, as we refer to it, is the life of Jesus Christ, of what he did. He came into this world. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross as a sinless person for our sins, and then he rose again from the dead to prepare a place for us in heaven. That's the gospel. That's good news. But if we keep it there, if we don't share it, and shame on us. Because today is a, a day of good news and we should not keep it to ourselves. That's why this church does things like a bluegrass service on Saturday night. That is such an easy invite for people. Say, hey, we got, we got a, a service, it's a, a bluegrass music this, this summer. Why don't you come and, and uh, come with us and, and you invite, invite people. It's an easy invite. Just invite them to church. Invite them to, to uh, Life Tree Cafe. It's an opportunity to share what you have. Because even at strike three, those of you who've accepted Christ into your life have far more than you could ever, ever use up in your lifetime. And you need to share it. That's why your crazy pastor for, for, over, uh, for almost nine years has been saying the same challenge at the end of the service. Bet you didn't know I did that every week, did you? Yeah. Go and share what? Go and share your faith. Yeah. Share that which you have. The knowledge of the good news of Jesus Christ with others. That's our call. If you look at the bulletin, you'll see right underneath on the inside where it says uh, Christ United Methodist Church. Right underneath it says Christ Church. What has Jesus Christ called you to do? And your response is love God and people so much that, that we seek to bring them together. That's our call. That's the good news. And whether you see yourself at strike three are the wealthiest person in the world. Your call by God is to share what you have with others. Someone once said that faith sharing is one beggar telling another beggar where to find food. That's all it is. And that's one way that we can be unlikely heroes. We can be like those in the Bible who God, time after time after time, picks as we would consider the most unlikely person for God to use in order to become the hero of the story. Amen? Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you and I praise you for how you can work in our lives even when we think that our efforts are insignificant. And yet, Lord, you can, you can truly allow us to be your heroes in this, in, in this story called life. Help us to be willing to recognize this as a day of good news and to share it with others about you and what you have done for us and for the world. Help us, Lord, to be those who do not keep that message but will share it with others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Let's all stand as we praise God for what he has in store for us. He's going to expect extraordinary things out of us. We never will run dry
Amen. Graduates, if you will, I'd like you to join me at the back door so people can greet you on the way out. Um, you can go there now if you like, and I'll join you back there in a moment. But before I do that, I just want to say go and share. This is a day of good news. So go and share your faith with someone who needs love, forgiveness, or hope. Point them toward God. Let him save them as he is saving you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and the people of God shouted, Amen. Amen.